Hello, I'm Max Semkin. And I'm Patrick Lubbock. And this is episode 19 of Rewatch Podcast. Uh, this week we're watching the uh, grossest episode of season one, episode 19 of Lost, Do No Harm. Uh, we have a very special guest this week in studio with us. Patrick, do you want to do the honors? How did you get in here? <laughs> how, did, how did my wife get in here? She we were in, my wife is here. We were in Iowa. Does she have a name? What's your name? Introduce yourself. Make you, I'll make you do it. Come on. Hello. How do you? How would you? Introduce, oh, that's not your name. <laughs> Katie Klepek or okay. Clip Clip Clop. Katie Clip Clop. There you go. Oh my I like God, that. That's so good. Yeah. There you go. We were in Iowa uh, earlier. <coughs> I guess last week when this goes live, um, and I'm I was out there to, to give a, a short talk as part of a, a panel, and I was uh, writing it and kind of getting it ready and what I wanted to say, and all of a sudden, uh, my wife starts laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing at? She's like, I can't tell you. And I was like, what? Are you listening to our podcast on the bed while I sit like 10 feet away from you and you're laughing at a joke from oh, – this is – we're taking this too far, Katie. Uh, occasionally I will – so since Kara started uh, editing the podcast, I don't hear it uh, usually after – you know, I used to listen to everyone uh, while I was editing and now I don't hear them. So occasionally like when it, come, when it hits the feed, I'll just like – I'll be driving somewhere and I'll turn it on in my car and I'll like listen to the first few minutes and, and make sure it's – good and, and get uncomfortable at the sound of your own voice uh i get over it it's it's fun i mean we i, I like uh I like, we sound we occasionally sound like we know what we're uh, talking about there and I, I enjoy that but uh they, then i'll like pick someone up and i'll get in the car and it's just me listening <laughs> to myself talk and they're like what is happening all right before we uh i have many questions about uh about iowa and about katie but before we get there we do have a sponsor this week uh so i want to uh thank our sponsor this week which is iron galaxy this is uh, so Iron Galaxy, they make video games. This episode mm. is sponsored by the Mighty Mighty Iron Galaxy. We make lots of games. You might even like a few. Follow us on Twitter at i to the g. And uh, that is the end of our ad. And uh, I can say, just for fun, <laughs> go fuck yourself, Dave. Yeah, fuck Dave Lang. <laughs> uh, look up j- at Joseph J. Jabroni on Twitter and just say, fuck Dave Lang. And uh, he'll know what you're talking about because his name is Dave Lang. And, uh, but the Iron Galaxy makes actually they make some pretty good games. They worked on a lot of really good ports for fighting games and stuff like that. Also, download the Rocketeer. It's okay. All right. A solid six. Uh, <laughs> tell me about Iowa. So you were there with uh, our friend Samantha Coleman and... Yep. Wait, uh, else I know. Uh, oh, Brianna, Brianna Wu was Brianna Wu there. and Maddie Myers. Uh, Brianna Wu is a, you know, the head of development, I think, for Giant Space Cat. They make a game called Revolution 60. Maddie Myers uh, is a freelance writer who's done a lot of great work for uh, places like Pace Magazine and Kill Screen and, and other places. Um, and yeah, so they were, there was a panel uh, celebrating uh, Women's History Month, so naturally they invited me uh, to come uh, be on a panel. It was actually kind of cool to be the token male on a panel when that's it's often flipped around the other way mm. with a bunch of guys and a, a token female. So, uh, yeah, I was just out there because some of the stuff I've talked about in the past and we discussed sort of Gamergate and sort of the media's failings there and uh, various interactions that uh, the panelists had on that. And we all kind of gave short 10-minute talks and then had a Q&A with uh, a crowd that... You know, in northern Iowa, uh, was it Cedar Cedar Falls? I think is where it was. Uh, Katie's nodding. Yeah, yeah. We're on the radio, Katie. You say yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they don't get a lot of stuff like out out there, so it was like really cool to talk to like you know, a kind of an out of like in the middle of nowhere sort of uh, university that doesn't necessarily get you're, to. You're saying that the hill people. Yeah. Among the hill people, you passed as a celebrity. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. But it was just because like, they have all these questions, and like they're in the middle of nowhere, and they don't often get a chance to talk with folks like that. So yeah. I'm not a computer science engineer show them, or anything uh, like that. You show them a lighter, and they think you're a wizard. It's true. Yeah. Well, I brought two lighters. I gave out a couple of lighters. Okay. Um, 
it was just interesting because you know normally the stuff where, where I go talk to or like the events I go to are like in really populated cities where you take for granted that there's like game development and communities and like like people you can hang out with that are that are interested in the same stuff you are or if you're a computer engineer that you're going to be able to connect with other computer engineers and that's just not the case like uh, you would think games are like really widely accepted and would have clubs and stuff at this point. This, this school tried to have a video game club for like one semester and it couldn't make it past one semester. So wow. it just goes to sell like it's just like when you have smaller schools, it's difficult for smaller groups to uh, sort of f- uh, find each other. And what was kind of cool was that the, at the panel was a confluence of people who were interested in games, but then also not games, but just like women in tech. And like it was just a really interesting crowd that um, we've already heard from a bunch of students afterwards that were like are already kind of organizing uh, after the fact. And I don't know. It was kind of heartwarming. That sounds awesome. Uh, and then for, I gave out lighters <laughs> to the Hill people. For the uh, – well, I'd be worried about making fun of uh, people in Iowa, but I well, – let's be honest. They don't oh, know, they – They don't know how to download a podcast. When, when, <laughs> I, was, when I was there <laughs> – Who are we kidding? When I was there, uh, I would ask um, – and we ran into uh, – was like, so, you know, are you from here? And two responses – one was either utter disgust, like, no, I am not. And, and, and then the other one would be, yeah. And like that's the only two responses that I got from people was just disdain for the fact that they accepted some sort of position out here and it just made sense. Or, yep, never quite left Cedar Falls, Iowa. So I think I'm allowed to make fun of them because it seemed like they had like this utter disdain for themselves. At least, at least, at least in Chicago, we have the uh, the insecurity to like uh, uh, fight with people about how great the city is all yeah. the time. Because no, we're uh, we're secretly scared that uh, it's terrible. All right, where can uh, our pa- Patrick? Where can our viewers find some information on this Iowa event? Will, will it be on the internet? Uh, it will be. They're, they they shot it. Um, they're editing it. I'm not sure where it'll exactly be. All you right. can kind of follow my Twitter account. And I'll, uh, I'll link it out. And sometime around the time this goes up, um, I'll I'll publish the text to my my 10 minute talk because i did sort of write it out so um, all right well we'll put patrick's twitter feed yeah uh on uh, in the show notes and you can check that for information on the uh, iowa event all right i gotta do this gotta be by, by the way uh heads up for everyone this is gonna be a very quick episode because it is now six seventeen p.m and i have a public event starting at 7 p.m mm-hmm. so we gotta we gotta We're gonna book though luckily almost nothing happened in this episode so. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got follow-up. Uh, l- let's do the second one. For- I'll do this one first. No, you do this one first, and then I'll do the, the special one. Okay. Serial ask, uh, hey, guys, love the show. When talking about the man using the numbers to guess the number of beans in a jar, you guys said it would be a ridiculous number to guess, but it's possible he simply guessed the number of beans in different colors in said jar using the numbers. 8 green, 15 blue, etc. Also, there's a great joke in the episode when Hurley's on the wait... Saeed says they're going to have to replace his weight with something else. Then Charlie Miller replies with, how the hell are we going to do that? That's pretty good. I, uh, I, I don't have time to talk about how wrong the bean theory is, but I'll just say uh, we'll just leave it at that. It's, uh, <laughs> it, that makes no sense. All right. We have a very special follow-up this week. We have heard – we've got a very special message from our friend Drew. We have official <gasps> – we have confirmed Drew follow-up, 100% confirmed legitimate Drew follow-up this week. Drew writes – Long time no right. I've been listening, I assure you. The podcasts have helped make <laughs> a commute <laughs> 1,000 times more bearable. I wonder if he's like in Siberia, like taking a dog sled to work or something. Uh, keep up the great work. Since you were all so high on Deus Ex Machina, I thought I would just give a newcomer's perspective on the episode. Boy, Drew is delivering already. Uh, the episode got instant dap from me based dap. solely on its lead character why is drew so cool he says i don't even know what that is i just assume that's a cool up. thing to do he got dap from drew drew dap the knocking of fists together is a greeting or form of respect oh, the, the uh, terrorist gave, the terrorist fist bump he gave me a dap when we <laughs> greeted 
Okay. He terrorist fist bumped me when we agreed it. Uh, all right. Drew goes on to say, Locke is, for my viewing interest, the most important player on the island. I find him interesting both as a tragedy and a triumph, with tragedy referring to, well, everything about him off the island and triumph being his post-crash transformation. My personal favorite theme of Lost is the reformation of the characters given the clean slate of an apparently desolate island, and nobody is more of a representation of that idea than Locke. Oh, and the episode itself, not just the main character, was great. <laughs> It's really great emphasis. I like it. It struck that the perfect it struck the perfect balance between intrigue, suspense, action, and humor that many have lost other great episodes so far maintain. And that music and that light, such good stuff. Thanks, Drew. P.S. As an elementary school teacher, oh, I feel bad I made fun of his job now. I can vouch for Patrick's statement that all six-year-olds, not just Boone, are turds. <laughs> but that doesn't make Boone any less awful. R.I.P. Boone, a turd till the bitter end. Um. He, he's such a turd he couldn't even get out his last words. Thank you, Drew. For, thank you for writing that to us. And I strongly agree with your assessment of the episode and of Locke's character. And uh, I'm glad. It's very gratifying to see that other people, you know, 10 years after this aired, still watch it. And they're still, you know, really captivated by the, the, the John Locke character and story. All right. What, uh, let's talk about this episode. Well, let's, we'll back up. We should well, at least set up a little bit of, of Katie and how she got into the show. We'll do it quickly. But okay. You, what, I watched the first season that made you watch the first season, right? You didn't make me. I wanted to. Okay. Were you guys but dating? I introduced, introduced you to the show. Were you guys Absolutely. dating 10 years ago? Yes. Where were you 10 years ago? 10 years ago? Um, no, not nine. 10 years ago, because I, wa- I started watching the show after it aired. Nine years ago. Nine years yeah. ago. Okay. It, uh, Patrick was at school. Yeah. And I would drive down um, from Chicago, like three and a half, four hours to see him and watch Lost. You guys watched every episode together? Um, well, we got caught. He caught me up on the first season, and we yeah. like, did that pretty back to back. I think in a couple weekends, and then, yeah. and then I started watching the second season with you. I think. Or yeah, we're, we we were at least yeah watching it concurrently at yeah. some point. Um, I don't know. What did you like about the show? Why did you want to watch it? Um, I did was like on. I had nothing I'd ever seen before, uh, other than, and it had the same kind of suspense in a show like 24 in terms of, like, I was on the edge of my seat, waiting to figure out what happened, had no idea what was going on most of the time, um, and it was, you know, there was always some sort of mystery or, like, underlying thing that I'm trying to figure out, um, I don't know. I, how, how, did you guys, awesome. how did you guys watch the first season? Because was it out on DVD or, um, or did you like, pirate it? Like, yeah, like <laughs> um, you find video files on the internet. I just stumbled upon them and just they, they showed up in my hard drive. It's okay. weird how that happens. Yeah. I, I don't know. So I did the same thing because yeah. like back in the day there wasn't a way to watch. No, no like it was, yeah, it was certainly yeah. not like I, <laughs> I was more than capable of like paying for it. There was just there was no way to be like bink like right. let's just start watching these episodes. At some point uh, that was like the age of. Um, Hulu was originally started as a venture by NB, like NBC and ABC, mm-hmm. and so the, like Lost was one of like the first right. series that. Well, went and, up on and they ha- ABC at that point. I'm just thinking like they had to make a way for for someone like Katie to get into the show. I think at first it, I remember it, I don't think even think they were putting the seasons out. Like season one wasn't even out on DVD. No. The, like the later seasons did come out on DVD, and I yeah. let's say bought them mm-hmm. so that I could rewatch them in between seasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were expensive too, man. You remember, like DVD box sets were like fifty plus dollars. I think Lost changed up the format of the box of the DVD box too, so that they didn't all match on your bookshelf. That's infuriating. I think the the, the colors uh, were different each season or something like that. 
All right, I have another. I have a Katie, another question for Katie. Mm-hmm. Katie, yeah. in your home, you have a lot of lost artwork. That is true. Can you tell us sure. about it? Um, I can tell you about what they look like, but not necessarily where we got them because that would be Patrick. It's Patrick's artwork, and you, um, you not necessarily. I mean, it's joint. It's our artwork. Okay, and, so uh, but I think I would find stuff and just be like, I just ordered this. Here you go. And I'd okay. be like, yes. Okay. Um, I have a... So it's, you don't, like, permit Patrick to, like, put his, like, nerd art and not... You, you fully endorse this. Oh, I, I mean, I, okay. I think this is a mutual effort. Um, anything that's in our home, I feel like is pretty mutual. Okay. Um, I have a lock... We'll say lock poster and... Well, there's, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, like, based off of, uh, Hitchcock's Vertigo. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's like, a really great uh, John Locke poster that we have I, in our kitchen. I adore it, and it's in it's in my kitchen, so I can see it every day. Um, there's also a really awesome mm, painting of the island uh, in our bathroom. Ooh. Yes. There's, yeah, there's, like, a like a hand-painted – it's a print of it, but, like, it's a – like, a – not watercolor. Try not to but... get too detailed on it, but – No, it's, 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 uh, it's of, like, Rousseau's ship. Um, like approaching yeah. the island, but like it's 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 nice because like most of the stuff we have is not very law specific. Like right. it's it's you can look at it and be like, oh, that's interesting. It's or, just like an explorer ship. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a weird thing to hang in. <laughs> there's <laughs> sprinkles of loss throughout our whole apartment for sure. Yeah. Um, whether the, it's the sand from the the right uh, that someone sent me from Hawaii. Yeah, what? Which is in our bedroom. There was a <laughs> giant bomb user that uh, went to Hawaii and he wrote me a letter and said. That he was staying, he discovered midway through their trip, uh, uh, vacation with his family, that they were on one of the islands in which they shot a good part of the beach scenes and lost. Um, and so he went out, got a little container, and put some of the sand in it, <laughs> and then so shipped cool. it to me and let me know this was beach sand from. Where I, uh, I hate to break it to you, but he's full of shit. It was just some sand from like a, a playground by his house, and he just told you a story about it. Doesn't and matter. It to you. Did you send me the sand? Yeah, <laughs> it was me. I sent it. Uh, Damn you! All right, <laughs> I. A good story. Uh, I've got to keep this moving. Yeah, we're going to the episode. However, well, I have one thing before the episode, okay. but also, Katie, yeah. when we're, we have already talked about that when we get to the finale, we want to do a live event and have an audience and like I'll watch it together and talk to different people about, uh, about the show. Will you, will you join us for the, the final episode? I already assumed I was going to be there, but yes. Oh, okay. wow. Look at that. <laughs> well, we'll see if I can get you an invite. <laughs> I mean, I know a guy. Well, All right. Uh, please? Yeah, I'll talk to Patrick about it. All right. Uh, before we go to the episode, I did forget we have, a, we have a treat. So our editor, Kara, was in Hawaii on vacation. She was. Uh, last week. And I sent her with a little sound recorder, and I said, uh, Kara, because she's also a Lost fan. I think you have to be in order to sit through this podcast and not uh, blow your brains out. But uh, I said, if anything Lost-related happens on your vacation, <laughs> you turn this recorder on and you start recording, no matter how drunk you are. And did she? I think so. Okay. I think so. I think that Kara got some possible potential lost related audio. So That's good. We will, he- we will hear that now. Hello, Rewatch Podcast listeners. This is Kara. I'm the editor on the podcast. Uh, but today I'm your special correspondent reporting from Hawaii. That's right. It's the mysterious island from Lost itself. Uh, the island of Oahu is where I am, which is 
where I think many scenes from the first season of Lost were actually shot. However, I'm currently on the south shore by Waikiki Beach, and um, the, yeah, the north shore is where I think the beach for the crash site was located. Um, as awesome as Max and Patrick are, they did not send me on this assignment. I'm here on a family vacation, and I couldn't uh, convince them to drive the hour and a half to the north shore, unfortunately. So this will have to do. You can hear the waves in the background. This is proof that I actually am there, and I'll take some pictures. Uh, while I'm here, what I think I'll do is try to settle the shrimp versus prawns debate because there's a really, really good shrimp truck um, right here where I am on Waikiki Beach. So um, let's see. Let's see what the guys there have to say. All right. The um. Garlic shrimp, please. Garlic shrimp, sure. Yeah. Uh, just one of those? Yeah. It's going to be 11.47. Okay. Alright. Can you answer a question for me? You, to your knowledge, is there any difference between shrimp and prawns? Or is it just like a different word? I've heard shrimp referred to as dragon war in the United States. Just outside the US? Okay. Alright, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Alright folks, there you have it. I felt a little weird pushing a mic in their face, so I didn't. But um, I assure you that all three guys working there insisted that um, shrimp and prawns were the same thing. It's just like a different term for it outside the U.S. So um, I know this topic has probably already been beaten into the ground and we kind of already determined this, but hey, um, I feel we can officially say that shrimp and prawns uh, just a different term for the same food. So there you go. I gotta say guys, I'm really happy to be here since um, it's late March and it's 82 degrees. It's beautiful. I'm standing in the ocean and it's just wonderful. And in Chicago, it's back, back home, it's 32 degrees. So it's a nice break to have. Oh, I should note that as soon as I got here, I saw this guy that um, looked like Locke, like Mr. Locke, and I keep seeing him, and each time I'm convinced that it's actually him. So um, I've had Lost on my mind a lot this entire vacation. Wow, thanks, Kara. That was uh, sure some good lo uh, Lost-related audio. For, we have no idea what the audio is. I actually can't wait to hear it. But, I'm sure uh, it's great. Yep. Yeah, thanks, Kara. I think it was very good. All right, let's talk about this episode. Yep. So basic premise of this episode Boone is fucked up from falling from the airplane. Locke did not tell Jack what happened, uh, and Jack did not realize that uh, Boone had developed a compartment syndrome in his leg, which is fatal. But, but yeah, basically where the, the blood pools up in the leg, and it, it leads to them spending half the episode basically misdiagnosing him. Probably going to die anyway, yep. but uh, it, 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 you know, it, yeah. it certainly would have helped to have been able to try something different. Now, um, I do have, we do need to do a quick spoiler check because I do have um, some things to complain about in the um, flashback that uh, pertain to uh, season two. Okay. Um, okay, so I made a little note there. So uh, essentially the On the Island story I find to be 
I don't know. I, I'm not gripped by this episode. I think it uses a lot of like gross out, gory kind of stuff. And I, the, I, I, I get the idea of the episode that Jack cannot let go of this guy and he's clearly keeping him alive and torturing him. And, and it, it, you get the sense that it's, it's kind of um, um, futile. Uh, and then you have the B story of as uh, Boone is dying. It's this, this is the poetry of the show, Patrick. As oh, Boone, okay. This is life and death. You see, uh, the, the yin and yang. With you know, as cheesy that is, it two, also it also might be the two sides. Like the, one of the best music themes that the That's show true. has. There's two sides. Well, uh-huh. one dark, one light. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the ancient Egyptians used to play this. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's the lost uh, classic uh, life and death theme. So as yeah. uh, Boone is dying, uh, Claire's a baby. Oh, so good. Do we know his name? No. We don't Not know the yet. baby's name yet. No. Okay. The, the baby's I think it's like a plot point later. Okay. Um, a boring plot point, but a plot point nonetheless, so we won't yep. spoil it. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, Claire has the baby. Uh, that does lead to my first, the, the, the best part of the episode, which is they're like in the jungle, Kate and Claire screaming for help, and Jin finds them. Yes. And that, yes. Is, the, conti- that is such a source. Every time Jin has anything to do with the baby, where at first he's like, He's like all panicked and gibbering, and he doesn't understand what's going on. That's so good. And the actor, I can't, I don't know, is it Sun, Jin, Sun Jin? I'm not sure. Something, something. The guy, so his, his name is, uh, it'll come to me in a second. Uh, but I just, he's almost like a dog. Oh, like he's, he's so he's good. Just, he's just there he's, hammering away, and like there's that throwaway line that, which like leads into that point mm-hmm. in which like Michael uh, and, and Sawyer try and get him to like, hey, dude, stop fucking hammering away on this ship. Um, and he refuses to, but then it's just like it's like a like a dog whistle, and then he hears that, he just goes sprinting off into yep. the woods, and 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 it's kind of nice because you get a little bit of like the old gin in there, right? Like a, like a like a someone that'll do anything for da- anyone else. Daniel Day Kim, I knew there, there was a, I knew there was a, a right. three uh, three name thing. I loved when he was in the woods and he was just like. <gasps> Yeah, he stood still, and he's like, "Okay, I gotta get that. I gotta get where the camera. The camera's out. like spinning <laughs> yeah. around him. Yeah, it's like his like video game superpower where he uses his yes. like listening power. Yeah. Yes. And then the other great scene is then after the as the baby's being born, he uh, 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 Charlie. Uh, uh, right, Charlie goes to like rush in, and he holds him back, <laughs> and he gives him the most knowing like, "No, no. don't, don't go yep. in there." Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's it's so it, fun. It's it's a, like there there's actually a lot. Some of the highlights of the episode that are probably lost in them being relatively minor points uh, given the plot threads. But, like, the, like again, it's, Lost does this really well. Uh, like, the little moment that he has with his wife when he has to come over and communicate what's happening with, um, with, uh, with Claire and the baby. And he clearly does not want to tell his wife in Korean what's happening to have her communicate to everyone else in English. And he hesitates. He won't look her in the eye and then realizes... Well, of course, this is what I have to do in order to make sure that the health of the baby and blah, blah, blah. But that's all non-verbally communicated in a way that's just like you can tell it is like crushing him to have to compromise on that. And I thought yeah, it was really it, enjoyable. It, 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 made, it just made me appreciate what, a, what an awesome actor he is because he, uh, has, he really does not have a lot to work with. Like you no. know, <laughs> only being able to speak Korean and uh, I think it makes it difficult for him to to sort of share the acting in a scene with the other actors. Like, and he doesn't overdo it, right? Like that right. Would be, that's like the trap you could fall into. Is like, all right, well, he's going to be a real physical actor, but he he's like really subtle about it in a way that doesn't doesn't feel overbearing. Right. His gestures and mannerisms are pretty on par with whether or not he's speaking a different language. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. and I at this point in the season, I've like fully come around to to feeling quite bad for him, even though he's still being kind of an asshole to right. my son. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, he gets a great part in this episode. Um, a couple of great, like he gets some Claire, good, get some good humor. Claire, not great oh. at having a baby on the island. Get, get, it, <laughs> get it, get it together. Um, Kate uh, is is. Uh, it's not clear why she can't walk. Not really, not really sure on that one. Well, because they can't bring her to Jack. I know, no, I know. Yeah. I anyway. Know. Uh, let's see what else. So, and then uh, the Boone story. I mean, what is there to talk about? There's a lot of medical things, and then they finally he dies. I don't know. What, <laughs> you're you're missing a that? huge po- like Shannon wasn't there for. Oh uh, right, because she was. Uh, they were off on the fucking beach, having a, <laughs> <laughs> having a romantic no. uh, time. All right, he had hopes, it. not expectations. All right, that scene makes my skin crawl is that it's weird? supposed to it's like meant to be cheesy right like i, I think but that's... not cheesy it's uncomfortable it's like i'm so uncomfortable for both of them i don't know why it's uh, just... Shannon and Saeed? i guess it might be the actor like naveen andrews is just i think he's i think it's like bad dialogue law i don't think lost ever handles romance except in a few cases sun and Jin, i think it does pretty well is a good well-written relationship yeah um, and then later, the the plot line of the constant um, with yes. the characters we haven't really even met yet. Uh, that's a, a a great romance story. But a lot of the the romance, the sub plots and lost, I think are well. Shannon, you know, she's yeah. not one of the strongest actresses in yeah, in the show, right? True. Like if we're thinking like weak links there. Um, you know, I, you know, I think I, Naveed Andrews, I think is the Naveen, actor who's, yeah. who's uh, Said. Uh, he's pretty good, but yeah, I, I don't know if it's that A plus material. I mean, they they're really Th- those scenes probably could have been a little bit shorter. I mean, I will say, you know, the, jumping ahead, the the way they handle, uh, like, sort of informing her about everything that happens is one of, like, my favorite, it's not a montage, but, like, you know, sort of, like, stripping the dialogue out and just allowing the actors to play off one another visually um, and having the music sort of accentuate the mood. Like, that whole walk where Jack has to go up and tell her, like, what exactly happened, like, it... It works a lot better than any sort of dialogue would have. Like even the best actors in the world wouldn't. It wouldn't have been nearly as effective. Just like that's that slow, sad music playing over as Jack makes. And, and you you get to imagine it uh, versus uh, uh, you know hearing whatever corny thing Jack would have said. I, I yeah, think it's like, yeah, like be, like whatever his bedside manner would have been. Which he's also not a guy good at that. They frank, they, so they I think they they use that technique very well in this episode of cutting away and letting you imagine the more visceral parts, which is why. When they're like setting Boone's leg, oh, that, it's that, so fucking upsetting. That, that, oh, that part. Do you know? Do you know how they do the sound effect of that? By the way, no. I, I recently learned this. I don't know where I read this, but I was listening to. A, I was like here, listening to a documentary or something about Foley about sound capture, mm-hmm. and you do that crunchy bone breaking noise by uh, breaking a stalk of cel- like a whole stalk of celery. Oh yeah, like, not just one, like a whole bunch of celery, and then you get that that really multi fractury kind yeah. of a sound. Yeah, that wet sound. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kid, you really like this episode. What do you like about this episode? Um, well, I really like because you agree that Boone's a turd. I don't like Boone. Okay, all right. I dislike Shannon probably even more. Okay, that's a fair opinion. Um, they deserve each other. Yeah, they do in a gross, gross way. (laughs) Well, they're not not biological brother and sister. It's still kind of gross. That's a freebie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's okay. I'm gonna gonna let that one sit. (laughs) <laughs> I think I just threw up in my mouth. Um, I like, I like Jack. I like Jack a lot, and I liked his consistency of trying to solve the situation, even though it, it was, you, you know, he was gunning towards a place that he knew he had to accept, which was that he had to let Boone go. 
Um, I really liked how he had given everything, including his blood. You know, he's working on like nothing. I think he, the acting was really good on his part in terms he, of like he looked, he looked like awful. cracked yes. out too. And you, I know. you did get I do you do get a real sense of how just like tired and he's like yeah. dripping with sweat the whole episode. Right. Like he, you do get that feeling of he is working very hard to uh, uh, torture Boone. But like, I liked that he was going to go to the extent of cutting off Boone's leg and finding a way to do it and bringing Michael on board. Can I, even can I ask you a question about the leg cutting yeah. sequence? You, I think it's going to be the note I saw in the document. Where <laughs> did the leg, <laughs> did the giant leg cutting machine come from? Great like, question. What the hell is that thing? It's just I like, don't, has it always, just, has it been there? Did they just have like a leg crunching machine <laughs> sitting around the camp and they're like, oh, hold on to that. We may need to cut some guy's leg <laughs> off. Has I'm, it always been there, or do they drag it there? Because they because there, there's seems a, implied that they dragged it from the, the fuselage, right, right from the right. beach. Because they said, the go, did, they said, go get Michael. How the hell did they get that thing there? I don't know. It seems extremely and heavy. Maybe it's like a deleted scene. Maybe. And it, and they were just like... It seemed random. It was like, boy, that's... And it was boy, so that's... close to the medical area mm-hmm. that... Like, how would you drag that Another Another great example, though, of like withholding the actual cutting off of the leg and just letting you think about stew on how bad it's going to be. Oh, God. I mean... It, you know, it, it is an episode that like sort of indulges well, in. I, the other thing that sorry to cut no, you it's off. Okay. The other thing that drives me nuts about that sequence is, uh, son's like, should we get the axe? And Jack's like, no, the axe won't work. We need the <laughs> leg cutting machine. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why wouldn't the axe work? It seems like the exact right. Well, tool. and then and then when they show like that very brief moment where they they break the uh, the piece of wood and it yeah. just like snaps like that. Whoa. And then and then and then when Jack, uh, you know, you don't need to be here for this. <laughs> <laughs> and they do let it go for a long time. Like they really bring you about to the, to the knife's edge uh, on whether that uh, stuff is going to happen. I, and I think this is one of those episodes in which the uh, off-island story um, undercuts the what's happening on the island by being like hitting the the nail on the head too hard, right? Did like you, the, did the you like the the let, the like the let go stuff like is totally fine, right? Like fits right. Jack's character. Um, but it's just like it's the explicit use of the phrase "let go" like multiple times. I think he says it. He says like "I can't let go," but he also says that uh, in his wedding vows. And then his dad also say, like it's just like okay, I fucking get it. And well, can't let was go. it necessary to bring his dad into the episode at all? Like. No, we could it's have gotten the so same f- point across without you know, him even being and, there. And at this point in the and, like, season, wrenching that yeah, Christian Shepherd is such a, a mysterious, important figure at this point in the season. Like he's, you know, is right. he on the he's, island? He's walking around the island. His body's missing. I mean, he needs connected to Sawyer on the bar, and you're just like, man, this guy must be so important. He shows up at the wedding, and you're. Fi- I remember watching this the first time, and I'm, and I was like, finally, this flashback is going to like somehow relate <laughs> to what's happening, and I'm going to care about it because this important guy is here. And then he just like sits in the pool with Jack, and he's like, "Jack, you got to try really hard to write those wedding vows." You hear? Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. What a weird low stakes B story of like, like he can't write them, and then he comes up with something clever, and he's, also, everyone's happy. When did they get all buddy buddy? Because they had so many issues that were set up prior to. And where's his mom? Mm. Yeah, uh, we don't know that yet. It, it was just a weird. I mean, no, the mom's been in the show. Picture oh. in his life. We. Oh, that's right. When he sends. That's why he has. That's why he body, has to go right? to Australia in the first right. place. I don't know. And and there is again. We need to come back to this in spoiler chat. Um, but this story will come up into play again in season two. Uh, and then I I have some questions about how that all connects. Like I I didn't disagree with the premise of Jack's on island story of like the idea that like 
if you were a doctor and you like saved someone, the idea of like you becoming fixated on them and the idea like like that, that's interesting. But I don't know. It just seemed like the the stuff with with Jack or with a uh, Kristen Shepard kind of ended up undercutting it. Yeah, I I think this episode would have worked a lot better with the medical a story and some sort of different backstory. Yeah. Focusing on because the surprise at the end where Jack is like he didn't die he was murdered you know it wasn't an accident, oh, it's was one murdered. it's it is like one of the best like I love uh, stingers yep. for for the entire show I love it and and Jack you can you do I buy it a hundred percent Jack is like cracked out he's tired he's mad and he also has a point and and, he, and, and he's, he's kind blood. of right yeah he's kind of and he right he gave a bunch of blood. <laughs> I was like, someone. He looks cracked I was out. like, someone give that guy a cookie for the love of God. <laughs> like, I was like, could someone give that? Sawyer guy has to have a cookie somewhere a in that stash. Goddamn chocolate chip cookie, but yeah, he. I totally see where he's coming from. That Locke withheld the information that he needed to c- treat Boone correctly. That maybe Boone would have lived if they had died, or at least they would have started with reasonable information. Right. So that I wish that had been worked into the episode, and I feel like if I was writing this episode, and I realize this is real uh, as a as a critic, I, this is kind of an asshole move to be like, well, here's how I would right. have done it. But right. anyway, here's how I would have done it. <laughs> I would have uh, I would have made the B story set Jack up as as a, a, a shown some aspect of of vengeance or justice in his personality mm-hmm. because that's the twist where you're like, holy shit, Jack is gonna about to go get some right. some right. revenge, right? Like. That's the thing that I want to know in his character. I, I already know that he's obsessive and he can't let go of stuff. And, and Yeah, I think it was just a, where they weren't prepared to actually reveal that much interesting about his backstory other than setting up that he's married, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of surprising because you know, I think you know he doesn't necessarily – his father says like, oh, what makes sense to you is commitment. It's like, well, I don't know if that's what I necessarily would have said about Jack Shepard. But um, like I could have seen that. But it just seemed like they dragged out the on-island stuff longer than it needed to be. And they could have gotten the point home of him being able to let go without any of the on-island stuff. I was yes. just going back to Jack and you know the the whole scene with Boone and like trying to fix Boone. I really enjoyed the – assistance that he got from son yeah son but i was a, also like why are you do you have medical background like she yeah because she? she does because i i think you've seen a little bit she knows like what plants are used for I know she yeah. holistically yeah. knows things but yeah i, yeah, I don't I thought think it was interesting yeah they haven't like revealed in her background that she does but they've given enough evidence but in i love that episodes. she like ran back and got yeah, that, that like needle son son is a fucking hero in this yeah. episode she figures out the needle she, she identifies shit. early on that jack is Basically endangering everyone, like mm-hmm. by putting his own life at risk, and also she doesn't put it with any shit, right? Like yep. she, yeah. she fucking pulls out that that needle from his arm, mm-hmm. um, like yeah. tells yeah, him, t- t- tells him to his face, like you are doing this for you, not for him. I don't right. like how many times they say wet noodle in this episode either. It's like a, <laughs> the vein is like a wet noodle. Yeah, it's it's like a really stop, uncomfortable stop phrase. Saying it, I get it. You heard it the first time. All right, I have another nitpick. Uh, so Jack, when Kate is like Claire's having the baby. Jack gives her like three pieces of advice. Mm-hmm. He's like, you need to wait for this to happen with the contractions and then not push that hard and then a big push at the end. And then he says, as soon as the baby is born, you got to clear his mouth and his nose. Do you remember that when yeah. he's like, those are the important advice? Not sense. one of those things <laughs> happens. I know. Like, why did they write that in the episode? It's like they clearly went to, the writers clearly went to a doctor and they're like, what are like the three pieces of advice right. that we need? What do we need to know? How do you, bur- and then it's like they didn't bother to have Kate do any of those things. She pushes all wrong. All the pushing is wrong. I'm like, I it was, happens very fast. Yeah. I was sure that that 
was going to somehow something was going to be wrong with the baby because they didn't follow. I was like, why would they bother to set up the instructions and then show them not following the instructions and not have there be any complications? And also they show a, they show close ups of the baby in the birth scene for way too long in which if you start to realize that it's just a doll that has facial expressions, like you get really fixated on that. And it was just ruining the entire moment for me because it is just like a plastic doll that has like, and you can look these up. Like there are these like, these the, the dolls they use on movies like and they have like a couple of facial expressions so they can cut but like move the fucking camera like stop looking at it like it looks like a doll which just drove me nuts i was fixated on the things that they didn't do throughout the whole pregnancy i'm like what why would you mention it and not follow through right. with it or you know create some sort of conflict because they didn't um that was yeah, frustrating that was weird. To me. maybe it was maybe it was like cut for time just to well maybe it's the mystery of the island it healed the baby <laughs> Like, so you're saying the baby was going to die right. and choke because on its Kate's, own blood. Because of Kate's incompetence. How'd mm. uh, I, I they cut that umbilical cord? I was wondering that, too. Because first the baby is tied to, to Claire's, uh, wherever the umbilical cord goes. Yep. I'm not really clear on that. And then uh, <laughs> they're just walking around without it. And Jack still... They, did they, did they just, like, bury it in the ground? Ugh, maybe they ate it. Oh, okay. All right. I, well, I bet, that. I bet Jin took it. He's like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cook up a meal. Uh, do you remember when, when J- the other funny thing that happens in this episode is when Kate, when Jackson's Kate to get the liquor, like go get Sawyer's liquor to Sawyer's credit. He's not a dick about it. He gives her the liquor and then she takes off running to the beach and she trips and she falls and breaks the liquor yep. in the backpack. It's the worst glass breaking sound effect of all time. <laughs> it sounds so fake. It, I, like, it sounds go, like plastic. Bro. Yeah. Kara, if you can find the sound effect of this part of the episode, Just play, play, it, it, play because, a couple times. Because it sounds so She's mad, and then Kate, as she's like, looks in the backpack and sees that it's broken. She clearly says "fuck." Yeah, <laughs> it's I like very that. obvious. She goes "fuck." Like, <laughs> I don't know how that made it on TV, but anyway. All right, I have got to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, oh, we are going to do a very quick spoiler chat. Um, and we, the other thing is uh, a little homework assignment for our listeners. Go read the uh, Javier. Uh, I have to read that too. Grillo, uh, what's his name? What's the Grillo? Mark. Marks. Mark. Mark. Marks. Yeah, it's a French name. Yeah. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing article about the writing of season one of Lost. That he was part of the brain trust that sort of like developed the initial mythology and yes. what they what they came up with, what they didn't, storylines they ditched. He the things we've been arguing about all season, the questions about how did this come happen and what was the intention of this, and do you think they knew where that was going? He very directly answers it. Oh, okay. Like, in a way that is one million percent satisfying, and it completely, for me, this whole question of did the writers have a plan for this stuff or were they kind of winging it, it's both. Some of the stuff they really had a plan for, some of the stuff they were winging it, and I and I feel very satisfied that I, I, I do know what was in their heads at this point of the okay. series. cool. Very cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that for yeah. a segment. Very cool week. article. I will link to the article in the show notes. Uh, let me make a little note here. Put this uh, thing from Javier Grillo article. This is good radio. And then uh, go read that, and we're going to talk about it at length uh, next week. And I'm going to try and beg him to be on the podcast. I doubt he'll do it, but... Okay, uh, next week we are going to watch episode 20 of Lost, 2-0. Wow, we've done a lot of these. Uh, it's called The Greater Good. It is our second Saeed episode. I don't remember a dang thing about this episode. Is this the one with the bad was, CGI? I don't know. I think, But it, I, I think we learned a lot more about Nadia. Mm, interesting. Um, thank you to our sponsor this week, Iron Galaxy. Fuck that the mighty, mighty Iron <laughs> Galaxy. Uh, the show notes for this episode, including the article, this is your homework to read. 
uh, and the show notes for every episode are available at rewatchpodcast.com. You can email us your questions or comments or your Drew follow-up, but only if you're Drew, at rewatchpodcast.com. <laughs> or another Drew. If another Drew, that's fine, too. I'll accept it. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Or at rewatchpodcast. Uh, thank you to our editor, Kara, for what I presume was very uh, uh, interesting and enlightening <laughs> slash uh, funny and amusing uh, audio from Hawaii. Have and I doing it on your vacation. That's very I have not heard it yet. Uh, well, you're always on the job when you work with me, Patrick. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you, Kara. Please edit this whole thing out. Uh, Steve Fablosh came for our work. Thanks to Dose One for our theme music. You can check out his work, including his ringtone of the month, at dose1.bandcamp.com. And we will see you next week. We do have some spoiler chat after this music. So I have recently just started watching, you know, as the after the Hatch episode, after Deus Ex Machina, yeah. I was like, I had to know it was in the Hatch yeah. again, even though I know. Yeah. So I started watching beginning of season two again. First 30 and seconds of the first episode of season two are some of the greatest moments in TV history. The fir- Do you remember when you saw that for the first time? N- no, because I blacked out. <laughs> not because <laughs> like- I was drinking... Because it was just, I could just not like process it. disassociated? Yes, yeah, like, nope, this I, I isn't remember, happening. I, first, I remember thinking that I was watching the wrong show. I was like, yes. I remember checking, because I was watching it live on TV, and I was like, what's nope. happening right now? No, yeah. no, yep. this is like some commercial for some 70s show. Yeah, oh, so good. Um, kind of a bummer that we won't get to do that on the podcast. I don't know, maybe we will. We'll figure it we'll out. see what happens. All right. But, uh, you know, the flashback in that episode is um, – it's the story of how Jack met his wife, which they, which they tell in the wedding episode. Yeah. And it's that, that she comes in and she's all banged up. And actually she, she killed uh, Boone's uh, mom, right? Wasn't that it? Or Shannon and Boone's mom? Oh, really? Her back's broken. Yes. Yeah. Which is right. and hard to fix. messed up. Yes. But yeah. she – the other driver, the guy who Jack lets die, I think that's Shannon and Boone's mom, really? I believe. Yeah, I think that's the, someone's parent. It's someone's Someone parent. connected to the island. Yeah, yeah. someone connected to the island. Huh. And um, uh, it's a great story, and I remember being in suspense as like, is Jack going to save her or not? And there's the big reveal at the end where he – and he sees Desmond, right? And he's like, I can't fix her, and I told her I would. Right. Whatever. That's when they're at the stadium. Right, at the stadium. And See then doing the tour, life, to, the tour de force or what's it called? Yeah. The tour, tour de France? No. That's something else. Tour de fat. Whatever. That's something else. He's doing a run. Something. There's some, some name for it, right? Yeah. yeah. And at the end, it's all about – can miracles, you know, is yes. is faith a thing? And at the end, fucking guy Desmond is on the island. One of the other all time great twists of Lost. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? That's yeah. the guy on the hatch. Like, yeah. so fucking crazy. But I love it. I mean, it's so it's the it's a rare flashback in season two that's so handled so well. It's so gripping. I love the story of how Jack fixes this woman, and there's he's so torn up that she's not going to walk. She's not going to dance at her wedding, and then she he, she feels the thing when she pokes her in the leg. Like, a great emotional moment, and I completely forgot that they told the story this season, and I don't like that. I feel like it takes the yeah. emotional impact out of that. You know, in my it's, mind, al- it's, al- it's almost like they set up 
this minor version of the story and then went, actually, you know what? There's a great way to tell that. Why don't we just do that? But and, and like the... in retrospect, they probably would have just deleted that from the original reference and found another way to do it and hmm. then just kept that in. I mean, yeah. I, you know, that's, that's me you know, projecting. But I, I just it, – it adds a punch, an emotional punch to that season two, episode one uh, uh, plot that I'm, I forget. And it's funny. I never, know, I never realized that they tell that story before because when I show people Lost or when I like watch it myself, I always skip this episode mm-hmm. um, because it's so gross and I don't want to hear the phrase wet noodle. and It's just so gross <laughs> and I don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that they kind of spoil their own story here because mm-hmm. then when, you, I show, when I show people that season two, episode one, and they see the story of how Jack met the, meets the woman and fixes her legs – Everyone's like, holy shit. So yep. That's some fucking magical oh, stuff that happens. What a good episode. I know. Boy, we got to find a way to do that on the podcast. We'll figure it out. Maybe we, we do. We got to get through season one first. I know, I know, I know. Maybe we do. Some fans have said maybe we cluster the episodes. So like we do the like, X-Files Files does. Not even that. I'm thinking like we could easily do five at a time or yes. something. Like big group, big, yeah. big old clusters. Like do it every two weeks, like we'll watch a bunch of episodes and just cram them together and, you know. We should it, plan to do it every week and then we'll actually do it every two right. weeks. And yeah. then like, you know, there are times when you could do an, in, like, you know, you would, I would want to do a whole episode for the constant, but it's like, I think that you could probably do most of the seasons and just clump them together. But I do also of- like the, the whole, like, there's like, 18 episodes of season two, you could just <laughs> lump together. No, not season two. Season three it's is. Season is, three. Is, yeah, yeah. Season two is great. Yeah. Two, two is still good. Hey, Wait, I, I feel like we should do a whole episode just about the fish biscuits. What if, <laughs> what if we did an entire episode for Jack's tattoos? Like, what if we just tried to find a way to talk about it for an hour? It's like, take the worst episodes of the series and make it a challenge. The challenge is now that we have to stop this podcast so you can go host your event. Okay.